Then Imam al-Bardahari, he brings the next point, point of 104, what occurs here on page 49. He's saying, Rahimahullah, Wa'alam, Rahimakallah, Anna al-Alma, Laysa bi kathrati riwayah wal kutub, Wa innama al-Alimu, Man ittaba'a al-Alma wa sunana, وَإِنْ كَانَ قَلِيرَ الْعِلْمِ وَالْكُتُبِ وَمَنْ خَالَقَ الْكِتَابُ وَالسُنَّةَ فَهُوَ الصَّاحِبُ بِدْعَةِ وَإِنْ كَانَ كَثِيرَ الْعِلْمِ وَالْكُتُبِ He's saying, Rahimahullah, and know, may Allah have mercy upon you, that knowledge is not in being able to, is not in being able to narrate much, and in having many books. Rather, the scholar, the alim, is the one who follows the knowledge and the sunnas. Even if his knowledge and his books are limited. And whoever opposes the book and the sunnah, then he is a person of innovation. Even if he narrates much, and has many books. Just a small side point before the explanation. Then where, where we have in the, the line in the text here in the middle, This is what occurs in some of the versions of the book, and in other versions it's slightly different. In other versions they have, and rather the scholar is only the one who follows the book and the sunnah. So some versions have the scholar is only the one who follows the knowledge and the sunnahs. And some versions have that the scholar is only the one who follows the book and the sunnah. Shaykh of Awzan, he said in explanation, he's saying, وَأْلَمْ رَحِمَكَ اللَّهِ أَنَّ لَيْسَ بِكَثْرَةِ الرِّوَايَةِ وَالْكُتُبِ And no. May Allah have mercy upon you. That knowledge, al-ilm, is not in being able to narrate much and in, and in having many books. Shaykh Farsan said, al-ilm, knowledge, is not in knowing many things and reading much and having many books. Al-ilm, knowledge, is only through having fiqh, through having knowledge and understanding. And through following. Wal-amal, and in acting, in action upon that. Even if even if the person has only a little knowledge, the actual knowledge is in having knowledge, in having proper understanding, and in following, and in action upon it. Even if the person's knowledge is little, so a small amount of knowledge, along with righteous action and with un- correct understanding of the religion, is something that is much something plentiful, 
small amount of knowledge, but based upon it, righteous action, salih, and having correct understanding of the religion of Allah, then it becomes something that is abundant. Whereas, having a lot of knowledge with little action and without ittiba' without following there is no benefit in it so the Yahud, the Jews have amongst them people of knowledge they have Ahbar, they have Rabbis and yet despite this it does not benefit them their knowledge does not benefit them and they became those upon whom there is anger because they disobeyed Allah upon knowledge and insight so what is intended is not to have a large amount of knowledge and to have read many things what is intended is al-amal, action this is what is intended by knowledge and this is the path of those upon, upon whom Allah has bestowed his favor I mean those who act upon their knowledge he said just as he the most high said اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم the ayah the parts of the two ayahs from Surah Al-Fatiha the first surah ayah 6 and part of ayah 7 with the explanation guide us upon the straight path the path of those upon whom you have bestowed your favour Sheikh Razan said and they are Ahlul Ilm Wal Amal and they are those whom Allah has bestowed his favour upon they are the people of knowledge and action غير المغدوب عليهم part of the eye with the explanation not the path of those upon whom you have your anger not the path of those upon whom you are angry with Sheikh Razan said and they are those who possess knowledge without action those who have knowledge but don't act upon it end of the ayah, 7th ayah from Surah Fatiha with the explanation nor the path of those who are astray Sheikh Fazan said and they are those who act without knowledge they have action without knowledge so therefore knowledge will not benefit unless it is with action and action will not benefit unless it is along with knowledge so knowledge and action al-ilm wal-amal knowledge and action must be combined they must come together and this is the path of those who have favour bestowed upon them and he said he's saying وَإِنَّمَا الْعَالِمُ مَنِ اتَّبَعَ الْعِلْمَ وَالسُّمَنَ وَإِنْ كَانَ قَلِيرَ الْعِلْمِ وَالْكُتُبِ and rather the scholar is just the one who follows the knowledge the one who applies the knowledge and the sunnas 
even if he only has a small amount of knowledge and of books. Sheikh Abrazan said, the scholar is only the one who follows the book and the sunnahs. Even if he has only acquired a small amount of knowledge. Contrary to the case of someone who has acquired a great deal of knowledge or who, or who has many and various books. However, he does not act. Then this, there is no benefit in it. Shaykh said, Al-Ilm, knowledge becomes much and it increases and it grows along with righteous deeds. As for knowledge without action, then it is stripped of blessing and it will not remain. And then he said, and the ulama, the people of knowledge, are of two categories. Firstly, ulama'un bil-lisani faqat, those who are scholars with the tongue only. And the second one, the second category, are ulama'un bil-lisani wal are those who are scholars with the tongue and with the heart and they are the people of Al-Khashya they are the people of fear those who have fear of Allah the second category here they are the ones who have Khashya fear of Allah he the most, he the most I said إِنَّمَا يَخْشَ اللَّهَ مِنْ عِبَادِهِ الْعُلَمَاءِ Surah Fatir the 35th Surah Ayah 28 with the explanation it is only those who have knowledge amongst his servants who fear Allah. <coughs> Shaykh Razan said, so al-ilm wal khashya, so having knowledge and fear of Allah. These two are al-ilm al-sahih. These two are correct knowledge. As for just knowledge of the tongue, without fear of Allah then this is the knowledge of the hypocrites we ask Allah we ask Allah for safety and security he said he's saying وَمَنْ خَالَفَ الْكِتَابُ وَالسُنَّةَ فَهُوَ صَاحِبُ and whoever opposes the book and the sunnah then he is a person of innovation Shaykh Razan said, because al-bid'ah, innovation, He says, because bid'ah, innovation, is that by means of which the servant seeks to draw closer to Allah without having a proof from the book nor from the Sunnah. He said, He, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said, Man ahdatha fi amrina hadha ma laysa minhu, fahuwa rad. He, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, said, Whoever innovates in this affair of ours, that which is not from it, then it is rejected. The Shaykh said, meaning, his deed is rejected. 
and in one narration there is the wording Man Amila Amalan Laysa Alayhi Amruna Fahurad Whoever does an action which our affair is not in accordance with, then it is rejected. And in the footnote they mention that this hadith, its checking has already preceded in volume one, and we had there that the hadith with the first wording there, whoever introduces into this affair of ours that which is not from it, then it is rejected, was reported by Al Bukhari, as hadith 2697-2697, and Muslim. As hadith 1718, 1718, from a hadith of Aisha radiallahu anha. And with the second wording being reported by Muslim, that same number, 1718, and al Bukhari in disconnected form. Then Shaykh Fazam comments and he says, So the person who introduces, he comments upon both wordings of the hadith, he said, So the person who introduces an innovation, and the person who acts upon it, his action is rejected, thrown back upon him, rejected. Because he performs a deed which has not been legislated by Allah, nor by his messenger. So Allah will not accept it. And therefore the ulama, the scholars, say with regard to action, it will not be accepted, except with two conditions and he mentioned these two conditions for every action to be accepted by Allah the Most High two conditions have to be met the first condition is al-ikhlasu lillahi azzawajal min al-shirk first condition is that it is done purely and sincerely for Allah the mighty and majestic free from shirk and the second condition is Al-Mutabatu Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Second condition is that it is done following the way of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that is by abandoning innovations and newly introduced affairs. By abandoning innovations and newly introduced affairs. So every action which is mixed with shirk then it is null and void and every action which is based upon bid'ah, innovation then it is null and void and nothing will be correct unless it is done purely and sincerely for the face of Allah and done correctly upon the sunnah of his messenger correctly upon the sunnah of Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said he's saying وَإِنْ كَانَ كَثِيرًا أَلُمِي وَالْكُتُبِ following on from the point that whoever opposes the book and the sunnah and he's a person of innovation even if he is plentiful in knowledge and in books the Shaykh said so, as long as he is a mubtadi' an innovator, and his deeds will not benefit him. Even he, if he has plentiful and vast knowledge, if he is not one who follows the way of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Rather, he just acts upon the saying of so-and-so, and so-and-so. 
such and such person, such and such person. Then his knowledge, there is no benefit in it. And his books, he does not benefit from them. Allah the Most High said, with regard to the Jews, مَثَلُ الَّذِينَ حُمِّلُ تَوْرَاتَ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَحْمِلُوهَا كَمَثَلِ الْحِمَارِ يَحْمِلُ أَسْفَارَ Surah Al-Jumu'ah, the 62nd Surah, Ayah 5, with the explanation, the example of those who are given the duty of acting upon the Tawrat, and then they did not act upon it, is just like the example of a donkey. It's just like the example of a donkey carrying volumes of books. Example of those who were given the duty of acting upon the Torah and then they didn't act upon it. It's just like the example of a donkey carrying volumes of books. Chef said, so the person who has a huge library, but he abandons action, or he is an innovator. His example is that of a donkey, which carries books, and does not benefit from them. A small side point, then Imam Tabari, in his tafsir, he mentions some of these sayings from the, from the Salaf, from Mujahid, from Qatada, and others from the Tabi'een, mentioning the point that, I mean, like a donkey, who has bo- books and knowledge upon its back, and it doesn't know what they are, and it doesn't know what they contain. He just carries them along. That's where, anyway, Shaykh Al-Tawzan, Allah, ends explanation of that point. And just with regard to the explanation of Shaykh Ahmad al-Najmi, then he said on this point, he said, I say that knowledge is within the Book of Allah and in the Sunnah of His Messenger, he said, in the Sunnah of Allah's Messenger, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And whatever is, con- whatever is contrary to that, then it is jahl and balala. It is ignorance and misguidance and bid'ah and innovations. So whoever claims that he is upon the truth and that he is upon the straight and correct way, then examine his sayings and his actions and what he commands and what he forbids. Is he one who follows the book and the sunnah? Or is he one who follows something else besides them? So if he mixes following the book and the sunnah with something else, then he is to be counted as being from the people of innovations. Even if he has written a great deal and narrates a great deal. And the truth is following the narrations. Just as Allah, the Majestic and Most High, said, قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهَ فَاعْتَبِئُونِي يُحْبِبْكُمُ اللَّهَ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ Surah Al-Imran, the third surah, ayah 31, with the explanation. And addressed to the Prophet wasallam, say, If you people truly love Allah, then follow me then Allah will love you and forgive you your sins 
and Allah forgives extensively and is merciful. Shaykh said, and he the perfect and most high said, وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُ Surah Al-Hashr, the 59th Surah, Ayah 7, with explanation. And whatever the Messenger gives you, then accept it. And whatever he forbids you from, then withhold. He said, and likewise the Prophet said in the hadith of Al-Irabad ibn Sariya, and he mentions the famous hadith of Al-Irabad ibn Sariya which uh, will follow a slight measure it will follow in the chapter insha'Allah and follows it with the further evidences after mentioning the hadith what is the famous hadith that Allah's Messenger sallallahu led us in the dawn prayer one day then he turned to us and gave us an admonition from which the eyes shed tears and the hearts tremored so a person said to the Messenger of Allah it is as if this is an admonition from one who is departing so what advice do you give us so he said, I advise you to have taqwa of Allah, to fear and be dutiful to Allah, and to hear and obey, even if the one in charge is an Abyssinian slave, or whoever lives long from amongst you, he will see great differing. So adhere to my sunnah, and to the sunnah of the rightly guided orthodox khalafa. Adhere to it and bite onto it with your moral teeth and beware of newly introduced affairs for every newly introduced affair is an innovation and every innovation is a going astray the hadith, the authentic hadith that we've had before put by Imam Ahmad, Abu Dawud, Ibn Majah and others then the Shaykh said and like his saying Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam all of my nation will enter paradise except for those who refuse so they said, O Messenger of Allah, and who would refuse? He said, Man ata'ani dakhal al-jannah, wa man asani faqad abah. Whoever obeys me will enter paradise. And whoever disobeys me, then he has refused. The hadith reported by Al-Bukhari, hadith 7280, from the hadith of Abu Hurairah, And then he goes on and he mentions the hadith of Muslim, from Hudayfa radiallahu anhu with regard to the trials and tribulations that will come upon a believer. 